All right, everyone, you know what that music means. It's time for another brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Ty. I'm Jackson. And yes, we are super excited once again to go through all the news of the scene with us, the core. Right, guys? The core. (laughs) Let's get right down to it. All right, guys, it's time for news now. Let's get right into it. Let's start with this first story here. Ty, I believe you put this one on, right? Because you you have the Atreyu fascination recently, too. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah, they uh, they got back into their old ways. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Atreyu is hosting the Foundation Fest in Santa Ana, California on December 16th and 17th. And they're playing a death grip on yesterday in its entirety. Yep, they're doing the whole thing. So it's. December 16th and December 17th. On the 16th, it's a Treyu Adamantium is back for a special reunion show. Death by Stereo and Aegis. And then on Saturday, the 17th, it's a Treyu The Word Alive, Assuming We Survive and Capsize. Yeah, I posted the, the link to the, the website where they were announcing like, the tour and Bands like Adamantium and Death by Serio from the old school Orange County hardcore metalcore days. Yep. I know people are going to be definitely going to see Adamantium and uh, Death by Serio because they're all they all came from the same time like Atreyu, but I think they're more like more veterans than Atreyu. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. But they haven't been around for as long because they took such a break, right? Yeah, I think Adamantium is just getting back together just for this show, and then Death by Serio has been around, but they just haven't been doing a lot of like. To every two-year release and stuff like that. Well, I would go to the, personally, if I had to choose one, I would go to the Saturday show because of Capsize. Oh, yeah. I would probably go to both because I love Capsize, I like Word Alive, and I definitely want to see Atreyu on both nights and then Adamantium and Death by Stare on the first night and see the old school heads come out. I think I fit in more with the old school heads than the new school heads, definitely. Yes, you do. I agree with that. <laughs> I do agree with that. So, yeah, if you're in that area... Go ahead and check out those two days because that sounds like fun. All right, moving on to the next, and this is a very short one, but apparently Spotify is in talks with taking over SoundCloud. So Interesting. Yeah, not sure how much that would affect things. Spotify is a little weird with how they do podcasts because what I would say is we're going to be working to get on SoundCloud right now, and I think Spotify taking that over might mean that they'd put all those shows possibly on Spotify because right now it's yeah very, yeah it's very very yeah, that, hard. That's exactly what I was saying too. Like everybody's going to be hearing everybody's like unheard demos and all this other stuff and podcasts on on Spotify is like this should be interesting to hear. Yeah, Spotify has podcasts now, but it's very very difficult to get on it. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. So I didn't we'll even s- know they had any. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't listen to podcasts on on Spotify. I actually don't listen to podcasts that often. Anyways, I listen to these shows. Because I have to. Yeah, I just hear podcasts where they are originally supposed to be on iTunes. We do appreciate when you rate us on iTunes because iTunes, hey. like, yeah, like Ty said, iTunes is the biggest one. So, quick little plug. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, so that's enough. We'll see it. You know, we'll see if they end up doing it or not. But it'll be interesting to know how they structure things and how they make things more viable. Because SoundCloud's pretty popular. 
Like it might not be making it money. Is. Yeah, but it's it's very popular. So that's why we want to get on there too. We'll start uploading these shows there as well. But that's coming later. The yeah, part get bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. The the part I found interesting about this, and I know we wanted to be really quick, but the part I found interesting in this article was when it said that iTunes has less than half of the users that Spotify has. Right. I did not know that. I would have thought iTunes had more, to be honest. Now Spotify's killing it. Yeah, I see that now. Jackson, why don't you take the next story? Okay, so really quick, a little background. On a couple episodes before, I said there's no way in hell Ben Bruce and Danny Worsnop are actually getting together and actually getting along. But according to this all-press article, I was way the fuck off. Again. They actually are... Ouch. (laughs) They actually are together in a studio right now with Matt Good which we don't know what it's for or what's going on. Well, I'll tell you what it's for. they're in a recording studio together, and that is insane. And let's hear Ian's uh, (laughs) opinion on what he thinks. Oh, it's not an opinion. If you listen to the conversation I had with Matt Good, he said he is making the brand new Asking Alexandria. And this is where the Asking Alexandria comes in because everybody's saying, oh, it's going to be a reunion with Danny Warris, not been Asking Alexandria. I'm like... People shouldn't be jumping to conclusions much because as much as the Asking Alexandra's current album with Dennis went over so really well, for most for some people, it would be good to hear Danny's vocals on Asking Alexandra music again, but they're not going to overtake each other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let the situation play out, man. Exactly, and that's the thing. Everything was found on Instagram. Like, you yeah. know, like I trust <laughs> Matt. I, I think Matt Good is doing a really good job with everything he's been doing. You know, we'll talk about this more in the review for Famous Last Words as well. But we have Memphis Mayfire's new album coming out that was produced by Matt. He said in the conversation I had with him that he is producing the brand new Asking Alexandria. So it makes sense. He knows how to sell records. What's going to sell records more than having a brand new Asking Alexandria song featuring Danny Worsnop? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds insane. Yeah, how cool will it be to have Ben, Danny, and Dennis together? Or even if they want to do one song where it's just Danny, they can do that too. Like, Ooh. you know, it, it's not hard to do and it'll get listeners. So he knows what he's doing. That's what I would say yeah, for this. You're right about that. That would definitely sell an album. That that would be a must listen to anybody. Even if you don't like Asking Alexandria, everyone would have to tune in to see what is going on with that because that is a big attention grabber if you have after all the shit that went down to have danny back on the album whether it's for a single track or anything that is a big attention grabber yeah people love that shit like people eat that (laughs) stuff up like just just seeing the instagram pictures how everyone freaked out about it yeah everyone loves when someone leaves a band and then comes back and does a special i mean just think about from first to last matt knows how amazing it would be to have sunny back like, whether Sonny can do the same stuff as he could do before, all that kind of stuff falls by the wayside. They know how to sell this stuff, and they know that people love when bands get reunited with their old whatever it is, guitarist, vocalist, whatever it happens to be. They love that shit. So if everyone's amicable and this is great, then I'm sure when they come together, they'll make great music, right? Yeah, Ian's definitely going to be very happy. I am. I like asking Alexandria. I can't help it. Fanboy. I'm a fanboy for so many bands. It's not even funny. <laughs> Wait till we talk about the reviews later. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. All right. So now, finally, we come to some amazing, amazing news. Now, Jackson, 
when is when is your I know we're gonna talk about it later. You have an Alisana concert coming up, right? What day is I that? I do. That is October eighth. Holy shit, man. What are you gonna do? What are you going to do? You're gonna have a conflict. No, Ian, I'm not <laughs> going to have a conflict. <laughs> is that because you have a TiVo? You have a DVR? <laughs> guys, guys, everybody listening, look. Ian is trying to shame me <laughs> in front of everybody. And I would hurts. never do it that. It really does. I would never do oh, that. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. So no, 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 no. I want to let Ian explain this certain topic, and then I'll go from there. Just, just, just take it away, Ian. Just, just take it away. I want to hear. Well, here's the thing, guys. So <laughs> I enjoy being friends with Jackson and Ty so much that when I see certain news stories come up, I get very excited because I know they're going to be excited. You know, hey, here's a new album from like a favorite band. You know, here's someone reuniting, like what we just talked about. There are so many things that I can send these guys and be like, yes, I am excited because we get to talk about this. So something monumental happened recently. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> I, it's, I, are you sure you want me to make the announcement? 21 Pilots is going to be on Saturday Night Live. End of discussion. We're moving on. Boom. That's it. And yes, That's it is it. on the same day as Alisana. I'm going to go see Alisana. I'm not going to watch the 21 Pilots on Saturday Night Live. I've never watched Saturday Night Live, nor will I just because 21 Pilots is on it. Shut it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to watch it on YouTube because they I always know. have the performances on YouTube. So, yep. yeah, that Jackson will definitely be interested in seeing how they did. Oh, he will. See, I probably would never watch it, to be honest, but just because of all this, I guarantee I will watch it now. Obviously not live, but you know what? I'm going to TiVo it, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to live tweet the whole event. Boom. Wait. Oh, that should be interesting to watch. Wait, so you're going to... Oh, wait, wait. I can't live event that tweet. You're going uh, to... Okay. Yes, I'm going watch to it. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. button is just labeled Jackson. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Oh. So fool yourself, Jackson. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. But yeah, oh, so. This, this guy's horrible. Saturday Night Live can continue getting worse by having 21 pilots <laughs> on it. <laughs> that no. should tell you guys how good they are. Look at this. Oh, the I don't know. Recognition. I don't know. Saturday Night Live just opened their brand new season with The Weeknd on it. So you're talking good music there? Or. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just... pleading the fifth. I'm, I'm dropping out. <laughs> no, I don't hate 21 pilots. It's just fun to make fun of Jackson for it. Hey, 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 speaking of 21 Pilots, I don't know if we talked about this, Ooh. but they released off their little Black Parade cover album, the song Cancer, and you know you like it. Well, Go first ahead, of all, just, just say it. If, I, Make it famous. if I actually fucking heard the song, that'd be it, no, great. No, it's on the internet. I have, it doesn't matter. I'm waiting for my fucking CD to get here. Oh, you yeah. You still haven't gotten it? No, I still haven't gotten it. And I contacted Rock Sounds like department or whatever and i think i talked about this last week they were like oh Damn, yeah it takes Ian, you're gonna have to make a trip up to the uk to the headquarters and see what the fuck is up man. well i thought when i originally purchased the album and the magazine i was like oh i'm sure this shipping will be brief like their album reviews are but apparently Ooh. it's not <laughs> <laughs> i guarantee you since you haven't gotten it yet if you don't get it this week I'm putting on a little bet that you're not going to get it for the next month or two. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, wouldn't I think be surprised. if they're going to take this long, it's going <laughs> to keep taking long. Like, I don't see it coming soon. No. If it's going to take this long. Nope. There's yeah. no hope. I have. Well, there's always no hope. There's always no hope. 
But yeah, Damn, I, Ian. I've had some bad luck with uh, shipping stuff recently. Yeah, I haven't gotten my famous last word stuff, which we'll mention later. And yeah, it's just there's a bunch of stuff that I haven't gotten yet. So, oh, well, hopefully I'll get my everyone dies in Utah stuff soon. Yeah, that's my well, hope. if you get a chance, Ian, or not, if you get a chance, I know you get the chance. <laughs> but if you really want to hear a spectacular song, listen to 21 Pilots cover of Cancer. It is amazing. They extended it. It is perfect. I'm leaving it at that. Okay. I will take your word for this one. But I, I see another approval. strike coming. No, I, I really do. When I heard this song, and you can tell from the feedback everyone's giving it, I think this is the song where you're still not going to like 21 Pilots, obviously, but you're going to tell me, okay, okay, I'll give it to them. Okay. They had this one. This is a good one. And then you're just going to be like, but fuck off, I hate them. <laughs> well, just remember, the way to get me to listen to something or like something is not to tell me that everyone likes it. Because then wouldn't I already like 21 Pilots? Wouldn't I already well, like Coldplay? Wouldn't see, I, I already mean... like SNL? <laughs> oh my god. I'm done. I'm done. There, there, there's no breaking through. I'm out. It's just there's fun. Nothing. You set things up so well. You like just tee it up and it's just right there. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> tee it up. 21 Pilots. Hey. No. Okay. Hey. All right. We're moving on. Still laughing from the previous segment. All right. <laughs> we are on new songs now. And I believe this was brought up a little while ago, but they just had the new corn song come out with guest vocalist Corey Taylor. What's the name of the new song again? A Different World. There we go. What are your guys' thoughts? I love the song for sure. And uh, to hear Corey Taylor's vocals on it, it's like basically new metal golden standard. And you, I think you said something about the fact that it goes back to their older sound, but I think Korn still had their older sound since the Paradigm Shift came out, but I think they're still elaborating and going further on that. I guess I've just had so many albums that didn't sound like Korn that now I'm just like, oh, they're back. You know, they're back to their old <laughs> sound. Like, I think that's going to hit me every single time. Yeah, you mean the dubstep sounding albums without oh, yeah. um, head and on guitar? Yeah, did they do a country album too? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, but this, but the song is good, though, and I'm really looking forward to the album when it comes out. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. I liked it, too. Yeah, same here. I don't know. I can't remember. This is the third or fourth track that they've released. Second? No, they've released... Well, we've only talked about one other track. Okay, yeah, you're so right maybe we that. Maybe we missed one. We might have missed yeah, one. Yeah, it's the second track they put out. Oh, Ian's right. No, fuck this. I'm looking it up. I did my Ian dance. Ian dance. No, 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 no. This is not. I wish everyone can see the Ian dance. At some point, we will go ahead and, and put this online. But anyways, it is a really good song. I'm still sticking to my guns and saying that this is the third or fourth track they released. You can lie to yourself. Because I know I'm right. Don't lie to the audience, but you can lie to yourself. Uh, <laughs> he's so harsh with his words. And yes, confirmed, this is the third single they have released. They have released Insane, Rotting in Vain, and A Different World so featuring we Corey Taylor. Very nice. And Ian, this is he not allegedly, both of us everybody. Yeah, he showed us up. Well, I even said that it's possible, but we might not have covered it. So we didn't cover the second one then. He's right. No, he yeah. is right. We did not cover one of them. So yeah. It's okay. I'm more wrong. Let's put it like that. And I'm just <laughs> never. What we were supposed to do, <laughs> I went off on a tangent. 
I fucked it up. But the song is, is great. It really is. And Corey Taylor's part in it is way longer than I would have expected when I heard that he was featuring. And it is a perfect addition. And I can't wait for the new album to come out. For sure. Absolutely. All right, moving on to a different genre of music. We have the new music video for the single Lead Feet from Boston Manor. And I got to say, like, now we'll talk about this a little bit later. Their album actually came out and it was under our radar. But I really like this track. I think they sound like I think the vocalist, at least, sounds a lot like the Amity Affliction uh, clean vocalist, Aaron. Mm hmm. That's the kind of vibe I get, but it's not that type of music. It's more like, Ty, what would you say this is? I would say, even though we said we're not going to label any bands. Yeah, we've just been doing again. it anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say this is more on the uh, alternative rock, but more emo side. I wouldn't say it's post-hardcore, but I'd say there's some punk in there no. too, right? Yeah, there's some like pop-punky stuff in there, yeah. but they're mainly like alternative emo stuff. Yeah, what I'm excited about is I will be seeing them next week with Rarity and Like Pacific in a very, very small venue. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, that sounds like a good show, and I would love to talk about it. Oh, we definitely will be. Yeah, so, because I've seen Rarity before, and they were good. And yeah. I, and then the, the music video definitely got me into Boston Manor, and I listened to their album, and it's really good stuff. And it's on Pure Noise, too, I think, right? I believe so, yes. Definitely check out Boston Manor. Sounds good. Jackson, what do you think? Yeah, same here. I definitely agree. They're a punk alternative emo band. I don't know how you want to call it. Sure. From what I've seen in their live shows, the fans love them. They do like really good, close, intimate shows, so that's cool that you're going to see them yeah. at a really small venue because I can tell that it's already going to be sick, especially with the other bands, of course. But this song, I loved it. I actually really never listened to Boston Manor before this song. I've just seen them live a couple times, and it kind of just you know just passes by. But this song kind of got me into thinking, you know, maybe I should start listening to this. You know, it really is cool to listen to. And the music video is cool, too. Absolutely. And, yeah, I forgot one band, uh, Broadside. So that's another Ooh, that's fun band. that's a good one. Yeah, that's another fun band. So, yeah, hopefully also, you know, I'll try and, you know, pass out the cards. Hopefully some of these bands will come on the show. But also the plan is to have Rarity come back on the show as well, but do a live one since this time they'll be right down the street. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes as well. So no promises, but that's the plan anyways. All right. So lastly on our list of new songs, we have the new Dance Gavin Dance song, Robot with Human Hair Part 4, I think. Are they on Part 4 now? <laughs> it's, I don't even know. It's it's a part. It's a I part thought the song was called Young Robot. The song is called Young Robot. Yeah, because the Robot with Human Hair Part 4 was on, uh, was it Acceptance Speech or uh, Instant Gratification? Oh, so this is the prequel to that song the prequel there yeah. we go that's what i got confused so thank you guys yes uh, i got confused on that but yeah so it's young robot so what do you guys think of this one i'm thinking to be honest i'm just like i just want the album like just give yeah, me yeah i album. want the album too i mean yeah. I've, I've seen the video but i'm not really i'm not really a fan of like animated videos all the straight way through without seeing the band play because i grew up listening or watching music videos bands and, and not really a fan of the animated videos but the song is a good song yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's just like Ian said, I just want to hear the whole damn thing already. Did you guys like their last album, Instant Gratification? I liked it, but uh, I think it was, like, compared to Acceptance Speech, I think I listened to Acceptance Speech a lot more than Instant Gratification, even though Instant Gratification has these songs that you can listen to 
on a playlist where you can listen to it. And the, the song off Instant Gratification comes on. I was like, oh, this is Dance Gavin Dance Instant Gratification. I think Mothership is the album for me. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's all I want. Of... Yeah, that's that's what I want. <laughs> and look, I'm gonna put out one more time a plea for help because this is gonna come out Thursday, the day before. I put this on every social media, you know, thing we have. Not to mention posting in like the event page and everything. But if anyone oh, yeah. has an extra ticket for the Dance Gavin Dance Show in Boston on October 7th, the CD release, I would love to buy it off of you or something. Just please somehow put me on the list, do whatever it is. I just have not had any luck whatsoever. So that's my last final plea because there will only be a day. Yeah, I talked to John and I talked to Will, but still no word from them as of yet. It's okay, but I just figured I'd put that plea out there just one more time. I'm not used to this. I'm used to going to every show and buying tickets like months and months earlier. Like I've just never had this happen. I did not think I was going to be in town, but here I am, so. That's what happens sometimes, you know? Shit happens. That's right. It's okay. It only hurt him very, very badly. (laughs) No big deal. All right, we're moving on. All right, everyone. It's time for concert reviews. All three of us went to great concerts recently so jackson let's start with you all right so this past friday or saturday i can't remember already it I doesn't matter the... sorry <laughs> <laughs> i saw i saw ice nine kills silent secrets cover your tracks and out came the wolves on the hell in the hallways tour fuck yeah and just just to get one thing out of the way i did not win prom king i was tweeting you all night queen. i was tweeting you all <laughs> night hoping you were gonna win that I was rooting for you, Jackson, to win. I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh man, that <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, if they had. Man, I really wish. Jackson, if they had absentee ballots, we would have been we would have been voting for you. <laughs> well, thank you. It, it was really cool because you walk in, and I yes, I did come in with a lady friend, and we both dressed fairly oh, nice. Yeah. And they come in, and as soon as you walk in, they take a picture of you, and they sent it to Ice Nine Kills on the little iPhones, and then I guess they all picked who they wanted to do it, but. All you got to know is I lost, and <laughs> I was not as upset as I thought I was because it was still fun. Okay, all right. Did yeah, you guys? It was still cool to dress up and do all that stuff. Really did was. like everyone get up on stage though, and then they voted that way, or how did it work? No, oh, okay. I thought it was gonna be like that, but no, they just. I think it was like ten minutes into the set, they just announced it and they said, "And our superlative or whatever of the year, Spencer," and he comes out and then he announces the names and sure. And, you know, I only shed, like, you know, three or four tears. That was no big deal. I only cried for, like, 20 minutes. But anyways. <laughs> three or four uh, tears in 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> the longest streak of tear. It was just fun. I wouldn't say I regret it because it really was just fun. So, no problem. The people who won deserved it. They dressed way better than I did. Oh. I'm not going to be in here and be like, oh, no, fuck that. I was disappointed because I didn't want your final strike to be that you were a loser at the Hell in the Hallways oh. tour. So I was talking to Ty earlier, and we just oh. we really wanted you to win, but we can't have losers on the show, man. <laughs> At least Jackson's a good sport about it, so he is. On my way That's out, uh, Twenty One Pilots is the best band in the world. Fuck everybody, peace out. <laughs> <bye>. <laughs> Those are your famous last words. 
Uh, oh, no, no pun no. intended, but don't slap all, my knee. All puns intended. All right, tell us, <laughs> tell us about the rest of the show. Okay, so I'm going to start off with the first band after the local bands. Out Came the Wolves came on first. I'm glad I saw them live because before I saw them live, I paid them no attention. Right. I heard one of their songs, and I didn't care for it, and I just wrote them off as I don't like them. Besides the Incubus album, I haven't stopped listening to the three singles they have off this new album they have coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. They kill it live. Their vocalist is a damn rock star. Very nice. I don't care how the band is, that vocalist needs to be somewhere. He he will go somewhere. I can guarantee you that. They they killed it. They really did. They had way more crowd reaction than the next band, Cover Your Tract, which I also liked. But the whole Out Came the Wolves set was just perfect. They started off playing it hard, then they ended it off with their three singles, and they destroyed. Nice. Now, Cover Your Tracks came out. They also have a very great vocalist. Now, for their set, I wasn't really too into it, and I don't know why, because when I heard them before seeing them live, I liked them. Okay. But then when I saw them live, it had the opposite effect. I was like, oh, well, you know, I thought this would be better. Ah. I'm still going to listen to them, but just not as much as I thought I would. Gotcha. So I don't really really spend too much time well, right, on them, right. except for when I get to the end, a little surprise. Oh. Uh, ooh. And then came on Siler. Yes. I am so glad I got to see Siler live for the second time. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was. I don't know why that was a tongue twister for me. <laughs> I got to see them live for the second time since their album release, Help. Right. And they destroyed they right. had the whole crowd going crazy. I was so shocked of how good their vocalist is. Their secondary vocalist, the one who does all the clean vocals, killed it. I'm so proud of them. Their album is incredible. Mm-hmm. I was so glad I got to see them again. So right. with that being said, moving on to Secrets. Secrets, I haven't really... Uh, I can tell by Ian's I, face that he's on I the I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. So go ahead, do it. <sighs> They're 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 good. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really know what to say. They're good, and I don't know why. Does do, to you guys does it feel like they have like this kind of stigma to where no one really likes them, but they're out there? No, I I say oh, go ahead, I say first album they uh, nobody really liked them that much, but when they kicked out Xander the first screamer, then they got uh, the screamer, I forgot, uh, Aaron Meltzer, I think is his name is. Something like that. Then yeah. they started getting a lot of attention now. And now, since Aaron's out of the band, and they brought uh, Wade Walters in as their bassist screamer. I don't know what you want to call him because he's flip-flopping different positions and stuff yeah, like that. And, yeah. and Richard Rogers is basically the lead vocalist now because right. on their new CD, you hear him all the time, all the time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't really like the third screamer. It's not that I, Well, it's not that he's not good. It's just not... I like the second screamer they had much better. Yeah, I think every, I think everyone agrees with that. That album, even though it's ridiculously poppy, when you see them live, that second uh, screamer who was like my height, he was like six four or something, like yeah. hitting his head on the things. Like <laughs> I always, I always like seeing him because I was like, oh yeah, he was really good at what he was doing. And even though that album was very very poppy. You could tell that's where they felt more comfortable. And I'm not sure, once again, I think they're back to not being comfortable again. And that's the tough part. But they've kind of paid their dues from having to deal with all the different lineup changes they've gone through. But I think that's why people aren't connecting and especially aren't connecting with the new album. Right. That's yeah, how I feel it, about it, it anyways. 
yeah, it's like what you said. It's the connection. They're still good and everyone knows them, but they're just not connected anymore because I don't, it's not downing on guitarists or anything, but whenever a, another band member that's not a vocalist, whenever they switch them out and there's a couple changes, it's not the biggest deal. But when you keep hearing a different vocalist almost every album, you start to lose that connection. And I feel like that's what happened. And it was really weird seeing them live. And for a couple songs, Richard Rogers or whatever his name is would drop the guitar yeah and he would just have the the mic in his hand and then the other guy would go on bass and it was just like okay and they had to do that like two or three different times and it's just a little it's a little weird it's, and i feel like they even have to base their whole set knowing that they're going to be changing a lot yes it's very disjointed because i saw them the same right. way i saw them when they had their original singer i saw them when they had their taller singer and then i saw them when they just switched over to richard doing everything pretty much they're not prepared for it. Like, they did not prepare the way I See Stars did. That's uh, what it yes. seems like. Right. So you, basically, so you basically saw three incarnations of Secrets live. Yes. I yeah. really did. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they toured Boston so much, but they really did. So they did not prepare, it seems. It'd be really good for them probably to get a full-time screamer back, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're going to go in that direction. Yeah, right. I don't think so. Yeah, they're going to have to change their music. Oh, damn. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. It's just I don't think you can function as a band like that for too much longer. Like, I think the most obvious direction for them is to go more poppy with more clean mm-hmm. vocals and just leave it at that, not go back to any screams whatsoever. I agree. And they have a really good vocalist, too. Yeah, Richard they do. Richard is a great singer. Yeah, it's, it's not a It's not a talent issue. It's just the disjointness, if that's a word, that you feel that kind of throws people off. It is not a word. It is now. <laughs> now it is. Oh. Now it is. <laughs> Ian hates exclusive. Disjointness. Disjointness. <laughs> Can I use it in a sentence? Secrets. Disjointness. So, yeah. So, um, secrets. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so I'm going to top it off with, obviously, the best performance of the Fuck night. Fuck, yeah. Ice Nine Kills came out and destroyed yeah, everything. How much Man, of every trick in the book did they play? About 85% of their set was every trick in the book. Just tell me this. Do they still play greatest story ever told? Yes. Oh, good. See, that's what I, I love. It yes. When I love it when a band doesn't leave their roots behind because that song's so fucking amazing. Like, it's not only because it's been around so long. That song is just so fucking good that it yeah. has to be kept around. Yeah, and that's really cool how they realize that because a lot of bands know that they have hits hidden in their old archives, but they won't play it live just because they don't like it. But yeah. Ice Nine Kills is not doing that. I, what is that song? Is that like from 2008, I believe? It's even it's very old. No, it's even older because they redid it. It's, right. So it's yeah, on they two... had it on the Burning EP first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they switched it around a little bit, but it just sounds, no matter what version you hear, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. A great song. I'm so glad they played it live. I actually looked up on Setlist FM before I came on because I, I had to know immediately if they were going to play that song. And I'm oh, really yeah. glad they did. Yeah, but, I do the exact same really, thing, too. Yeah, Setlist FM saves lives, man. It really does. <laughs> but the whole set was perfect. I was so glad they played the majority of every trick in the book. Not because their old albums are bad or anything, but I just really love the masterpiece we call every trick in the book. Right. That album got them on the map. If And I know you guys agree with that. We do. I would say so. They played a couple songs that you wouldn't think so live. And I don't know if I want to spoil it. I don't know if you guys want to know. Well, I'm about to go see them, but I'm pretty sure because I've seen them so many times that I know what songs you're talking about. But 
Yeah, let's not spoil it for the listeners then who are still going to see them. Okay, but yeah, all the listeners need to know is that the show was incredible. The whole prom theme is sick. You walk in, there's streamers everywhere, there's signs that say Bay Tide 1976. <laughs> they did the whole thing. They really did. They had a really cool like hallway background in front of them as they were performing. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. The whole ambiance when you walk in is sick. Their merch guys have like Bates High staff shirts on as if they're like the security guards at school. It really is cool. And anybody, even if you're not that much into Ice Nine Kills, this is still a great tour to go to because you don't really see many themed tours anymore. Right. And it's really cool to see that from a low band. And I can tell they chose these all these little venues. They did that on purpose because I know they could be playing at bigger venues. But all the venues that they're doing are very small, and it makes it way more intimate, and it is so cool. Everyone, please, I highly recommend it. Hit this tour up. And yep. I do believe they have a second half, so well, that's it where should I'm be going. hitting your town. Yeah, see, I, there you go. I got the VIP varsity package, so I get to go to the Ooh. acoustic live set before the show and everything. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I, now I wonder what female Ian's going to be bringing. Uh-oh. I'm hoping to meet a female there. That's my, that's my Are plan. you going to dress up, Ian? That's the question. No. Are you going to win prom king? I do not dress up. I oh, don't. so it's bad when I lose, but if you lose, it's like, fuck it, right? Well, no, it's I'm going to win if I dress up, but uh, I don't dress up. <laughs> like, Ian doesn't lose things. <laughs> that's not a thing. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I have to let everyone else win every once in a while. Oh, totally yeah. understand. That's how it works. Totally. Well, I am very glad to hear this because I will be seeing them the day after or two days after Thanksgiving. It's a different lineup, though, for me. Right. And we'll talk about that later. We don't have to talk about it because I think we did that a couple weeks ago anyways. So we'll talk about this a little bit more as the time comes a little bit closer. So Mm -hmm. awesome, Jackson. Ty, why don't you tell us about your show? All right. So I went to go see Kane Hill with my friends in Varsity in Amityville in Long Island, New York. And there's two other bands there. It's from Hollow Vings from Queens and... The opening band, I forgot their name, but I stayed outside the venue for them because they were kind of off-sounding in, in a way. I, I was surprised that Varsity was the second band to play because they're bigger than from Hollow Veins, but Varsity killed it. They played, uh, it was a very short set because I think they had some trouble setting up their backing tracks and stuff like that. So they uh, they had a shorter set. They played their the four of their best songs, which is Risen, Rain Dance, Monster, and sentinel and they they kill it every single time they play live whether it's locally around in new york city or their headlining tours which they've done for the past couple months then from hollow veins came up and i was too busy socializing at the bar so i didn't really get a chance to pay attention to the set and i've seen them before so gotcha yeah so what was the point and i was busy talking with kane hill's members and all that stuff so and then kane hill came up and the whole place was ecstatic to see them. Nice. Younger girls came in with their dads, even. <laughs> all right. So yeah, so people from all ages came up. Came up. They went to see Kane Hill. Kane Hill killed it. And I think I filmed a drum angle video for the new Jesus, which I will hopefully get to work on and upload soon. Oh, very nice. On YouTube. So it's gonna be like a, a audio over the live sounds, pretty much. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. It was a great show for the most part, and I definitely got to meet Kane Hill, meet Elijah, and talk about their music and his uh, love for old school films. Because I met a friend there who was into old school films from the UK and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely great show. Very nice. Cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing if Kane Hill comes up 
more towards where I am as well so I can see them again because the only time I saw them was at Warp Tour. So. Yeah, and also, if you want to check out some pictures I took from the show, go to my photography Instagram, at Ty underscore Rock City Photography. The Cane Hills pictures are the very first pictures that you see there, and you'll see a couple of the Varsity shots, too, as well. Nice. Have at it. I saw some of those pictures. They were good. All right, guys, so I will go on to the show that I went to. Now, I had mentioned this last episode, and I don't know if I explained it correctly, but I definitely went to a show of a different genre for sure. So the show I went to see was The Evil Streaks, Deprived, Open Your Eyes, One-Eyed Doll, and Wednesday 13 featuring Murder Dolls. Now, I'm going to skip the, I mean, The Evil Streaks were fine. There was nothing, you know, I'm going to skip ahead to the things I really want to talk about a little bit more. But The Evil Streaks were good for what they were doing. They were kind of gothish rock somewhere around there deprived is actually from boston and i've never seen them before which is very strange but they did a very good job with the switching of vocals that they were doing it was like goth meets metalcore somewhere around there you know mesh shirts were flying you know it's a little little bit different than my scene normally is but i will say this by the way for anyone that like looks down on goth and whatnot there's really no reason to shame on you yeah seriously there's no reason to because also goth has changed a lot in the years where sure it's still the makeup and the you know mesh shirts and the chain wallets and like all that kind of stuff but (laughs) it's not all depressing like ever all music now is the same when it comes to rock stuff like they're not oh my heart is broken my soul is empty (laughs) and dark like those are not the lyrics to the (laughs) to the tracks like it's not i want to hear you write a song with that lyric i'm sorry oh i could it's called (laughs) of mice and men Okay, I thought we could go one episode without talking about You that. set it up, I'm sorry, you set it up. Oh shit, I'll just keep my mouth shut from now on, because somehow Finally. it's going to and men. <laughs> oh, oh. Ah, I forgot I'm officially off the show for losing. That sorry. is true. <laughs> Please continue, Ian. <laughs> and then, what was strange was the band, I think the band Open Your Eyes was probably added on when the things they carried disbanded. Because that was originally why I was going to the show and because of One-Eyed Doll, but I'll get to that. But so I think Open Your Eyes is put on there because Open Your Eyes was like straight up alternative rock. And they didn't have anything goth about them or anything. Like it was just like a Hawthorne Heights almost. That's what mm-hmm. they were like. Then we get to One-Eyed Doll. Just like Jackson was just talking about, about having something he was playing on repeat besides Famous Last Words. That's all I've been doing is Famous Last Words. Yeah. And One-Eyed Doll. And for either of you that might not know them, which I I don't know, do either of you guys know One-Eyed Doll? Nope. No. So One-Eyed Doll is a two-piece goth-punk metal band. It's so hard to put them in genres. From Austin, Texas. And the lead singer, her name is Kimberly. And then they've got a drummer called Junior. Like 68? Yeah, I was about to say like 68. But I think... They've been around longer than 68, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So I think they have like seven albums or something like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. damn. Yeah. They've been around that's, for a while. Yeah, that's longer. Yeah. And I almost went ahead. Like, I actually want to do a whole segment later on. Like, I want Kimberly on the show so bad. Like, I went up and met her afterwards, and she was so nice and like meeting fans and stuff. I want her on the show really bad because I think it would be extremely interesting. But it's just them. It's just them. There are no backing tracks, there's no nothing. If you listen to their stuff now, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're different. They're definitely unique. There's no doubt about it. When you see them live, though, they really, really emphasize the metal. Like, it's just her 
and her guitar, and it's him doing double bass drum work. And he's such a great drummer, and she's such an amazing guitarist. And they're able to capture the entire room, just them. And it was just, I can't explain it. Like, you have to be there to see how good, like, they're up there now in, like, top 10 bands to see live. Like, that's how good they are. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check them out on YouTube now. Oh, you absolutely should. And if they're coming anywhere around you, like Jackson, like, you should be driving to Austin. (laughs) Like, I want to move to Austin just so I can see them live way more times and maybe propose to Kimberly. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's all good. Ian's going to marry this girl. She is so incredibly talented. It was so insane. Like, it was crazy because I've, I've known of them. Like, I've heard them before. And I was like, oh, this is good. But seeing them live just really cemented how good they are. And they are now one of those bands where I don't want to miss them if they ever come around. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. So, and that was almost like my headliner because of how much I loved what they were doing. And there's still so much to explain, but I want to do this in a separate segment some other time. But then Wednesday 13 comes on, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired. It's already like 11.30 on a regular, let's call it a school night because I have to go to work the next day. (laughs) Like It's already late, and I'm like, holy shit. Like I kind of want to just go home. And then Wednesday 13 comes on, and they just rock the fucking place. They're a mix of Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson and goth. And it just, they held the crowd in the palm of their hands, and they have such talented... Just the guitar work, the bass, the drum. They did such a great job. Wednesday 13, the lead singer, did such a great job as well. It was epic. And he wore different masks every time for the show. Like, it was just a lot of fun. Like, I truly enjoyed being at that show, even though I was there by myself. And I certainly wasn't dressed like I fit in with the crowd. Like, there was Uh-oh. no way. I had my king hoodie on. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I had to be. <laughs> I was just walking around. I had no makeup. I had no nothing on. And I'm just walking around still enjoying myself. Like, it was just great. Like, that's one of the things about music is you don't have to dress like anyone. It's the same as going to hell in the hallways. Like, I'm not going to dress up for that. I don't have to because I love the music anyways. Like, I don't have to conform to anything to enjoy this stuff. So I would highly, highly recommend if Wednesday 13 and one Eye Doll are ever coming around to your area, you should definitely check them out. Yeah, I'm not I'm not further removed from Wednesday 13 because my one of my favorite bands is Slipknot. When they were taking their breaks so everybody can do their different projects, and then Murder Dolls was like the band, but it wasn't as highly relatable to me as what Stone Sour was. I could see that, but yeah. So yeah, th- so yeah, they were just they just happened to be there when uh, Dead in Hollywood dropped and uh, Love at First Fry came out and. Joey Jordison was their guitarist at the time. Ah, yes. Okay. All this other stuff. So gotcha. Well, what I not my favorite band though. So yes, Ty. I would assume that doing the show with you for such a long time now that we would have heard if your favorite band was Wednesday Thirteen or not. Like when I said it last week that I was going to the show, I would assume you would have jumped in and said that's my favorite band, and we would have been like, "What? That's awesome! I'm going to see them. I'll let you know." Wednesday Thirteen has some catchy shit here and there, like I walk with the zombie from his solo yep. stuff. But the song fuck. I wouldn't, I, yeah, I wouldn't catch myself listening to Wednesday Thirteen religiously. Which is a good choice of words for such an anti-religious band, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> Jackson. Allegedly. When, when you're in the car with like your parents or something, you should listen to the song "Fuck." I'm sure they oh. will enjoy that very much. Mm-hmm. 
uh yeah that sounds great uh, <laughs> yeah you know, just by the song title you know it, it really does sound parental advisory worthy I, I love it i'll make sure to put it on there you and go. i'll reference you to it by the way uh, that's cool yes that's what i want to yeah, do i'll be sure to play the the bring me the horizon version of fuck on in the car on the way to someplace with your parents as well ty yeah <laughs> well yeah look we will have another whole segment on this for sure but i wanted to my whole takeaway from my show is you need to look up one-eyed doll and it doesn't matter what song you listen to, just listen to a song because it's fucking amazing. Like, I love unique bands and I love all of that shit. For sure. All right, we're moving on. All right, guys, it is time for album reviews now. So why don't we start off with Hajira, the Sentinel, straight off the bat? Yeah, uh, I took a listen to it a while ago after I think you were telling us about this, me and Jackson. And I took a listen to it and I'm like, yeah, it'll probably be some other band that Ian likes that I'm probably going to dislike. But <laughs> I, I, listened to, I listened to it and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. It's pretty tight. And I said to myself... This is what metalcore should have sounded like a long time ago, and it was missing for a while for bands like Killswitch Engage, Atreyu, people who are like influenced by the melodic death metal scene from Gothenburg, and just and it's a concept record for those who are just listening to this first for the first time or haven't heard it yet. It's about World War II, I believe, right? I think so. Like I'm looking forward to talking to the guys from Hajira because to me, yeah, that first track is called Prelude. 1933-1944, that's when the years of the Holocaust occurred. And then it sounds like they're right in the middle or right towards the end of World War II when you hear the different like chopper sounds and machine gun fire and some of the talking that they do. So yeah, I believe it's a concept album of them as a band in World War II fighting for the United States, of course. I don't know why, but I just thought of the the My Chemical Romance music video for The Ghost in You. I could I could see that a little bit. I wonder, I mean, look, I'm looking forward to talking to them and finding all of this out, but I'm not exactly sure. It just seems like that's the deal. Yeah, and of course, I've, I think I tweeted this before that Alex from Atreyu can't complain about the the whiny vocals for Hajira because they're not whiny at all. They're, they reminded me too much of bjorn Strit from soil work and it's just a, it's a pretty good uh full-length album if you want to call it that that they have out now so i definitely recommend this one for sure because anybody who listens to old school metalcore and prefers old school metalcore as opposed to the new that's your album that you should be checking out definitely i completely agree with everything ty said i love the whole ambiance kind of feel that's going on in the background of all their songs and first of all the album i think has 15 or 16 songs yeah which i love to see because it feels like every single album that comes out nowadays is 10 songs or 12 songs with two interludes and just to see a band release this many songs in one and feel confident enough that they've taken care of that many songs is pretty special if you ask me i cannot wait to see this band on the rise i can't wait to have them on the show to hear everything about the album but there's just this certain feel while listening to every song and not saying that every song sounds the same because it doesn't, but you just feel like that somewhat darkness kind of vibe that you would get maybe from a war setting. But it's just, it, it's sick, honestly. It's awesome. The, I think every single song 
was on a scale of one through ten, like eight to ten, every single song. I was never disappointed, never let down. Every song was good. Yeah, it's like 15 tracks. I think that's why I kind of laughed, Ty, when you said, you know, this is kind of like a full-length album. (laughs) Because it's definitely a full-length. There's no doubt about that. And this is their second full-length album as well. So I'm not sure if we exactly did this justice or not. So it's Hajira with their second full-length album. It's called The Sentinel. And right now they are unsigned. They're do-it-yourself, it seems. And after hearing this album, I'm just completely surprised. Like, maybe that's by choice. Maybe they don't want to be signed by anyone. Maybe they want to do it themselves. But if not, if they're out there looking for a label, I don't know how they don't have one yet. Because this album was very, very good. Like, it's hard to say it's like old school metalcore. I find it just to be in that category of melodic metalcore. Like, right. they're, they're kind of mixing the genre of straight up metal with metalcore as well so they have the dual vocals they have actually a few different types of vocals that they're working with here and they've got the double bass drum they've got everything going for them the great guitar solo work like they're a mix of a lot of different genres together i think of bands like you had mentioned solo work i also think of bands like bullet for my valentine you Mm. know stuff like that where it kind of all molds together a little bit more but this band hijira has a lot more going for it i think And I really enjoyed what I was hearing. And just like Jackson and Ty both said, I'm looking forward to talking to the guys to kind of get the sense of what they were going for concept-wise. Because I think I get it, but I'm just not sure if there's anything more going on that we're missing. And that's always interesting to me. So I really enjoyed this album. I think they kicked some serious ass with it front to back. And yeah, it's just the only complaint I have. And there's only a small, small complaint is I love that double bass so much. I think it was very low in the mix on this album. Mm. But I also think that if you went to see them live, I bet you, you really hear that double bass. Agree. Yeah, I, That's I, probably agree. A I agree. Thing. And I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing because of the genre that they're going for is they aren't going to focus on that on the album because they've got the guitar solos. They're working with the soaring vocals. It's got that epic feel to it especially when you go to the clean vocals it's got that epicness to it a couple of tracks i thought were very um dead by april if you remember them oh yeah oh yeah i remember them (laughs) yeah not so much with the vocals but the way they led up to things they had that like kind of epic feel to it so i really appreciate that so yeah all around this is really good if anyone has not heard i know we've brought them up a couple times now but hijira check out the sentinel and then work through their other tracks because, wow, they know what they're doing. Agreed. Yep. So anything else we want to mention on this album? Just, Just listen to the whole thing straight through. Absolutely. Just like Ty said, yep, <laughs> you got to hear every track. You have to hear every single one. This isn't just one song is better than the other. It's just a full-out great album. I agree. Like This is the kind of stuff I love. I love when bands send in their music and we get a chance yeah. to hear someone that we might not have gotten a chance to hear. Like It's great. Very, very happy with that. Round of applause. I knew that was coming. (laughs) Well, I had to. All right, here we go. So now let's go into our next album. We're going to do Bad Seed Rising, Awaken Color on the label Roadrunner. Uh, Bad Seed Rising, releasing Awaken Color. To me, it's not exactly my forte, but I'm not saying that as in it was a bad album. I just would never catch myself listening to it before I heard this album. 
I was really impressed with the way they do this because whenever you hear of a band that's female fronted, you kind of hear the same recipe over and over for the way they construct the songs, which is really weird because I hate that a female driven band gets that stigma of where they kind of all sound the same, but that is not the case with Bad Seed Rising at all. They jam just as hard as any other band. This album is perfect, if you ask me. Um, their hit single, I can't remember the hit off of it. Which is the single they released first? I want to say Fighting Gravity. Fighting Gravity? Yeah. I no, think. you're right. Yeah, both, yeah, you're right. No, it's that one. That song still stays stuck in my head <laughs> every time I wake up. <laughs> I just have the chorus stuck in my head. And that's a good thing. That's not a song I don't want stuck in my head. Right. So, you know, great job. They did really good. I'm impressed. Yeah, I agree for sure because every like as soon as I first listened to the album, everybody's saying, "Oh, anybody who wants to write them off is the next Paramore and all this other stuff." That's not the case with them. I definitely got a mix of Flyleaf and Bring Me the Horizon because of the few sepaternal sounding riffs from this. But the entire album, hands down, is the best I've heard from a female fronted band in a long time, aside from like in this moment when they first started out and uh, Verse Emerge and bands like that. But you never get a Paramore vibe from Backseat Rising because they're just a young band that's still doing as good as they're doing right now with this album. Yeah, it's it's funny because I have it written down here too because I was going through things. And I'm one of those people, I have had a chance to see them live. And I think their music has changed a little bit from the EPs that they had before to this album now. There aren't as many unclean vocals, I think. I think that would be one thing I would definitely say for sure is there's definitely not as many. And maybe I'm off on that, but I'm pretty sure there are way more Yeah, on the EP. So I don't know if this has to do with going to a larger label. Not exactly sure about that, but it's not a bad thing. It's just be prepared that that's kind of the way it goes. Also, though, one of the things that I had talked about before was it's kind of a shame that when there's a woman fronting a band, they often get compared to other bands as well, especially like Ty was saying, like a Paramore or something. Now... I do want to disagree with one thing Ty said. There are very, very many really, really good women-fronted bands out right now. So what I would say for this one is I don't even think you can compare Bad Seed Rising to, let's say, Red Handed Denial, Conquer Divide, In This Moment, I Set to Kill, all that kind of stuff. Like I don't think you have to compare to them, but these are all really, really good woman-fronted bands that are all very different from each other as well. So I would say definitely check those out. I know you mentioned in this moment, but for sure, Red-Handed Denial, Conquer Divide, for sure, you know, all that kind of stuff. But for a straight-up first album, I think this is really well done. Like, it's smooth. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, it's, it's the transitions between the tracks are very good. The only track that seemed a little out there for me that didn't really fit was Sleeping in Cars. You guys remember that oh, one? yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was that weird poppy auto-tune thing that they did throughout. Yeah, they put on a way different vibe than the rest of the album on that one. Yeah, I think I missed that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was just a little different. It was a little different sounding. But I loved Fighting Gravity, Spirits, and Obvious. I thought those were really great tracks. Uh, the song 30 seemed pretty funny to me because <laughs> I remember the same thing. Thinking that when I was about to turn 30 and now that I have turned 30, I want to let people know that you <laughs> still think about that. 
you still think that you're possibly wasting your time, that doesn't end at 29. Just so Ouch. you know, it's a it's a life lesson, Jackson. Be prepared. This this is getting real dark. You're always wondering, am I wasting my time doing this? Am I wasting my time doing that? <laughs> it's, it's just the way it is. But yeah, I I enjoyed all of the guitar work and the instrument work that they were doing on this album. I know that they're good live because I've seen them live. So that's also something you can check off your list. If you get a chance to see them, definitely go do it. But for sure, Awakened Color is a very good first album. And I'm very interested to see because you can tell it flows well but they may not have their voice complete yet. I think their sophomore album will be a real standout because I think with more touring and more work on this stuff, they're going to evolve into what they really want to be. And that'll be an interesting part for them. I agree completely. The sophomore album is going to make them or break them if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I would definitely, the same way we recommended Hijira, I would recommend... Awaken Color by Bad Seed Rising as well. Yeah, oh, definitely check sure. out. Check them out. All right. Now, we're on a very good streak. And yeah, I it's think not ending. Now it's time. And I know I'm not trying to put any album over another one, but I was waiting for this as people who listened to last episode and probably a thousand episodes that we've done, you know, especially my conversation with JT from Famous Last Words, know how excited I was for this album. So... Jackson, I'm going to let you take this first, and then I'm going to Oh, I know what that means. That means (laughs) yours is going to be the good one. Okay, so famous last word album called The Incubus on Revival Recordings is a 10 out of 10. Bam. I saw this review that I was completely stunned. It It was an album review that said, that this album is the most boring album they've ever read. Where are they? Continue with my review. Tell me who it is. Think about that. Tell me who it is. Who did it? I'm going to hunt him down. No, allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah, I can't remember what his name was, but... Good. Never speak speak their name on this this show. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, where where do you see that? Wait, was this this an official review somewhere, or was it just someone who put a YouTube comment or something like that? No, 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 no. no. It it was an official review. It was was this Twitter thing that I saw, and he had like... 20,000 followers or something like that what? and he reviews every album that comes out how much did he, he pay for those <laughs> allegedly Alleg- hey, hey, hey. allegedly <laughs> alright you're uh, going to have to talk to me off air because I'm going to have some things I think it's time for a show war if I'm not uh-oh. mistaken Yeah, I think it's time we get into some shit with this show show <laughs> on show action All right, this little, is crazy little show rivals that's right alright go ahead Jackson what else you got <laughs> Other than that horrible review, um, my review is that the album is perfect. My favorite tracks are 1159, The Dark You Fear in the Night, and literally just every other song is amazing. <laughs> I, I never saw a weak point in the album. It's a huge upgrade from all their previous albums. It's literally the only album I think I haven't stopped listening to since last week. I've been taking very little time to listen to other music. I've been just having this album on repeat. Every single song has a completely catchy, perfect chorus, kind of like Amity Affliction, where every song they have, it doesn't matter if you don't like the song, you better believe they have a catchy-ass chorus in it. It's kind of like that, but the whole song is great. I don't know if you would say they got more hard or softer, because it's just more matured. I don't know. I, I don't really know it's, what you would say it as. Well, what I, what I think and what I was going to say for it, it's not necessarily that they're matured. It's that this is a... 
this is such a different album from what they've done in the past. And I think right. JT said this on the show as well. You can tell that on the previous releases that they've done with uh, Council of the Dead and Two-Faced Charade, it is very high tempo all the time. Where right. this album, you can pick out different songs and say, this is post-hardcore, this is metalcore. Like, they do tempo changes and they mix up. They do their first like acoustic song. Like, there's a oh, bunch, you yes. know what I mean? There's a bunch of stuff so that good. they change. Yeah, so... It's not necessarily, I would say, more mature. They are making the album that they want to make and that they feel brings everything together, I guess is maybe the right way to say it is. This is a more complete album because they do so many changes compared to staying the same tempo and kind of going that way, if that makes sense. It does. And it's so cool because whenever you hear that someone's doing a concept album, you expect the whole album to kind of pretty much just sound the same because it's all around the same story and same feelings. But they did not do that. They were all over the place, but it's still all connected perfectly. And the way they explain the concept of this album is perfect. I would get into detail, but if you want to hear it, uh, just check out the interview that our good old buddy Ian here did with <laughs> JT Tallis. It is a great interview. Please check it out where he goes into depth of what the album is so. about. But, but other than that, even if you even if there's no concept related or anything, if you're an acoustic freak, you got How the Mighty Mock the Week. It's an amazing song. I have had it on repeat. If you like things, you know, just a little more rough, they got that. If you got oh, things yeah. kind of in the middle, they have all of that. And they have a perfect beginning song. They yes. have a perfect ending song. Yep. Like it it's just it's a perfectly ordered album. I don't really know how else to put it. It's just every like I think they really found their sound here and I hope they continue to do it like this and I'm so excited for them and good for them. I hope this gets them back on the map. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's everyone thing. thought they were on some hiatus or something, right. I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. So yes, I think I think they knocked it out of the park to use as many clichés as possible. But I would like <laughs> to go ahead and I'm going to read all my favorite tracks from The Incubus by Famous Last Words. Don't so, read them all. That was the fucking bit you ruined it. <laughs> 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 all right <My> <laughs> now that's fine that's fine but i think people would have gotten the bit after four songs or whatever but yes i was going to read the entire album because that is the way i feel is that the entire album is amazing what i would like to mention as well is their choice of guest vocalists too so i'm gonna probably surprise jackson a little bit with this but i did my research obviously as i do so on bury my burdens it was obviously matt good from from first to last now that was awesome just to hear Matt Good all the time is always great. So that was a that was a fun little treat. Next one, Ricky Armolino. Does that name sound familiar to you? This or the apocalypse. Yep. Oh shit. How do you like I that? Didn't, I didn't catch it. So he was on eleven fifty nine. And then wow. Yeah. And then Spencer Spencer Satello from Periphery and from First to Last, the last album. He was in Your Escape. And then Emily Paris, I think is how you say it. She was in Maze in My Mind, and she's American Idol. So she was the one I really had wow. to look up because, yeah, I, I didn't recognize her voice on that one. Those are their four guest spots, which I think worked really well for what they were doing. And like I mentioned with Jackson, there's tempo changes. You've got the acoustics. There's electronics at times, which I don't remember them using that much in their previous albums. But it's still metalcore, post-hardcore. They switch it up. Like, it just really works. It's a very complete album. And I think that's the big thing. It's 
completeness in an album like this is hard to find, and I think they did it justice. And now, JT, what I'm hoping is that JT will come back on the show and will go track by track following the concept. I'm pretty sure, and I don't want to give everything away here for people who are still trying to figure it out or people who haven't had a chance to listen to the album yet, but I'm pretty sure I have the whole story worked out. I'm just missing like one piece, like one piece and I'll be completely done. But it's a great idea for what they're doing and it's dark and it's also uplifting in a way too like there's a lot of stuff yeah there's a lot of stuff that really works with the story they're telling if people didn't listen to the conversation with jt go back and listen to it it's there for free obviously go listen to it but it does follow a woman from the 1950s actually funny that we brought up world war ii with hajira because in this story that they're telling the husband of christine who is the lead character in the story her husband is a Marine who came back after World War II. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that plays a little bit of a part in this story as well. So there's a lot. And that, that sucks then. Well, they did tell a specific date and then said nine years. So if you go back and then that's how, that's true, how I did true. it. That's how I did it. The, the, the first date they say, by the way, is my birthday minus the year. Oh, I damn. thought that was pretty cool. Are you sure you weren't born in 1953? <laughs> you, you know what? Sorry, I I was just I was thinking fifty five. Continue. It's an it's an Ian hates music exclusive. Jackson is older than he said he was. Everybody. Well, I will say, and you had mentioned a great opening track, "Trophy yeah. Wife." That jazzy, like kind of up tempo pop riff that they do at the beginning. As soon as I heard that, I go, "I'm gonna love this album." Like there was no stopping me from loving it. So. I would love to go through in depth on the concept, but I really think we should save that for people who haven't really gone through. For some reason, if you didn't know it was a concept album, you can go back now and listen to the lyrics and kind of try and figure out what story they're telling because every full-length album that Famous Last Words have done is a concept. So that can even tell you go back and listen to their older stuff and try and figure it out because they do a very, very good job of telling those stories and I think they did an amazing job again. So I gotta be honest here, like I always am on this show, you know, except when we're joking around. I have the pre-order that I did. So the bundles haven't shipped or they just shipped because they had an issue at the manufacturer. So I still haven't received my actual pre-order bundle that I got. But if mm-hmm. I was getting the vinyl, this would be my masterpiece vinyl. It's, yeah. It's been a while since I've said the word masterpiece. This album is a masterpiece. There's, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It just absolutely is. So I'm very, very happy and proud of what they were able to do. I think they just made an amazing, amazing record. And yeah, it's hard to say. We could go through every track and just talk about how good it is. But really, <laughs> what I would like to do with that is I'd like to save it for when we go through the entire concept and do it that way. But just everyone should know, you have to hear it. Like You have yeah, to go out and hear it. It's a must-hear of 2016. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I'm not going to get into ranking systems because I really don't want to do that. (laughs) It's just a great album, so go get it. Go get it, go listen to it, whatever you have to do, and then go see them live because I'm sure this is the man. This is one of those ones where if they were going around doing the full album front to back, you better believe I would be there. Once again, that's Famous Last Words with the Incubus off of Revival Recordings. Once again, Revival Recordings killing it. 
yeah, I'm I'm glad that Revival got to release this one. I'm glad they got to do it and not another label. This this should really get them going and get them recognized. And a little bonus, I am seeing Famous Last Words this Saturday. Yes, with Alisana yep. and artwork. Yeah. Oh man. No. Oh wow. I, yeah, I never really noticed that. That whole label is basically <laughs> yeah, pretty much tour, except for Old Sleeper. Right. Right. Exactly. No, you're gonna have a great time. You're gonna. Have a I really hope good they time. sell vinyls there because I will pick up. The famous last words, vinyl, because I it deserves to be in the yeah you heard it here masterpiece collection. It really does. <laughs> well, and I had, cannot wait to see them live. It'll be the second time I see them live. Very nice. They had the manufacturing issues, kind of a similar thing to what Every Time I Die had too, with their manufacturing mm-hmm. as well. So that kind of held things back. So I'm not sure how much they'll have there, but hopefully they will because that would be awesome if you could pick that up. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. Okay, so my breakdown from the past is a band called Mouth of the South. Oh. Have you guys heard of them? No, but I, I heard of restaurants called Mouth from the South. Yeah, I thought I that was what? I thought that was your nickname. Oh, okay, I get it. I get oh, it. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't know why it took me a while to get yeah, it. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> but yeah, they're a Texas band. Ty, what what did you say you just thought it was? Uh, I heard Mouth from the South on some like barbecue restaurants or something around the city or something like that. <laughs> oh shit! No, put some uh, South in your mouth. It's not. Yeah, there you that go. That sounds good though. <laughs> but no, yeah, so tell us about Mouth from the South, Jackson, because they're a Texas band. That's your state, so yeah, they're a Texas band. I'm not really sure the reason of why they broke up. They kind of just stopped, but they were making a really big hit on the scene here. I don't exactly know what exactly happened. It was really weird. They kind of just stopped. And I don't even think they made an announcement, but it's been since 2014 now, I believe, and they have not released anything. They have not said anything. So allegedly, they are no longer a band. That's Ian Hate's favorite word, by the way. <laughs> I used to really jam them out. When I first moved to Texas, I, that's when I first really got into the whole scene of music that we listened to. And they were one of the first bands that I got into when I got here because whenever you go to a show... Whether you're seeing a big band like Alexander Asking Alexandria, there's always the home openers. And they would be one of the ones you would constantly see on the bill. And they just disappeared. I don't know what happened. So I hope to see them again soon. I, don't, I haven't heard anything from them. I'm assuming they're just done. You know what you should do, Jackson? You should start up your own booking agency for local shows in Texas. And then find the Mouth of the South Facebook page. And then ask the band themselves to go headline the show just for the fans' sake because they just up and disappeared out of nowhere. So, yeah, that will definitely be uh, a good local show for people in your part of town, too. Yeah. There and they, they have the name. I mean, it's, it's an attention grabber. Why not? Exactly. All right, Ty, how about you? What's your breakdown from the past? Yeah, my breakdown from the past is a very legendary band called As I Lay Dying. Yeah, before uh, Tim Lambeese's uh, current prison incarceration, As I Lay Dying, from their beginnings up until the time he got arrested, had a very, 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 very outstanding discography and back catalog, starting from the, what's the album with 94 Hours? I keep forgetting, I keep blanking out. Oh, Frail Words Collapse, sorry. There you go. Farewell's Collapse was the first album with uh, classic songs like 94 Hours, Forever, Distance is Darkness, until Shadows of Security with uh, Confined, 
uh, The Darkest Nights Until uh, Ocean Between Us, which is my all-time favorite classic as a late dying album. Nice. Which I have the CDs for. Uh, Onward and Onward, they kept putting out great metalcore music and incorporating a lot of thrash metal in there as well. And then the last album that they did was called Awakened or Awakening or whatever. Yeah, that was the album that kind of had me fall off as I lay dying for a while because Tim's vocals didn't sound that good on it because of all the steroids he was taking. Allegedly. Of course, now he has man boobs in prison now. So Allegedly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if they will ever get back together as a band after no. Tim gets out of jail, but I, I would say that's never going to happen because... Everybody's busy with Woven War, and of course, uh, Phil Sagrasso, the other guitarist, recently departed Woven War to go start doing his own thing right. as a touring guitarist for Sin, and he has a side band called Poison Headache, which I'm pretty sure he's going to be dedicating his full attention to. Sure. But yeah, rest in peace. Thank you for the great music. I'll still be listening regardless of what people made out Tim Lambis is to be he's as a like a white killer. Yeah, he's a piece he of is. shit. Yeah. He is a piece of shit. Yeah, why would you have the mother of your adopted Ethiopian children killed? Well, yeah, why yeah. would you have anyone killed? Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure we could, maybe someday we'll do a show segment where we go through, like, crazy weird shit that people have done in the scene, you know? <laughs> to, yeah. And, of course, he'll be on that, you know, absolutely for sure. I like the old stuff. I find it hard sometimes to disassociate when someone does something like that. I find it hard sometimes to, to disassociate them from their music. So I really don't find myself listening to As I Lay Dying very much. As soon as I first heard the news, I'm like, I'm still going to listen to As I Lay Dying because I got into As I Lay Dying when I first got into metalcore all those years ago. And Tim Lambies is trying to have his wife killed, having like what she thought was a, a person who can follow his orders. and But it turns out he was an undercover cop later. Right. Well, yeah. But, yeah, I'm not going to stop listening to Azalea Don just because of his stupid uh, bullshit. Well, there's but, a reason There's a reason why the band didn't continue without him. You know what I mean? They didn't bring in a new singer to replace him nah. because they know that the brand is tainted. Yeah, because it's basically uh, Tim Lambesis and Jordan Mancino who both own the rights to the name while everybody else just got kicked out because of him. Right. I get where you're coming from. I can understand. Yeah, and I met uh, and I met as a dying too. Like I met Nick and I met the old bassist Clint before Clint left the band, and they're super nice guys that were always willing to talk to the fans, stuff like that. So, right, you really don't. Whatever Tim does, whatever Tim does, shouldn't be your reflection on the rest of the band. Right, that's that's the hope is that they didn't know and they're completely different people. So yeah, you don't want their careers to be hurt by this, but it is hard sometimes to look past these things when it comes to the brand. It's the same way as I, I know I mentioned on the show before, and this is so completely different on the level. You know, when you look at Lost Profits, like I find it very difficult to listen to Lost Profits songs because I don't really know what he was singing about. Yeah, because I was listening to Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja one night, and I'm like. Yeah, I'm listening to a Lost Prophet song, but Ian Watkins is in jail for child molestation charges. It's even, oh yeah, it's so bad. So maybe someday we'll do a segment on it. It's not going to be that fun because these people have done horrible things. Uh, so. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to be slandering the shit out of those people. No, no, it's not slander because slander is when you say something incorrect about them, I believe, right? That doesn't yeah, have any yeah, proof. Yeah. These ones, I don't yeah. think, and look, I might have the definition of slander wrong, but I'm pretty sure that has something to do with talking you know without proof or without facts 
and yeah. we'll be talking with facts. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the facts are already out there. So right. yeah, right. All right, front well. porch step, we're coming for you. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely listen to Azalea Dine for those who haven't heard Azalea Dine before. They were a great band, and if you want to keep up with what uh, the ex members of Azalea Dine are doing, the new Woven War album's coming out October twenty first. Okay. So yeah, definitely check that out for sure. And I think the they one single they released off of that is censorship. It's out now, so definitely check that out. Thank you, Ty. All right. All right. Now my breakdown from the past is a band. It's kind of a short-lived band. Their name is Versus the Ocean, and they had two albums: one in two thousand nine called If You Only Knew, and one in two thousand eleven called Evolve. And then I think they had a couple singles in. 2012 or something but they are definitely not together anymore but these two albums were very good it's that post-hardcore dueling vocals i think the vocalist was very good i think he had a unique voice and this just one of those bands where it just hit me at the right time and i would definitely definitely give evolve a listen for sure and then if you like it go back to if you only knew but check out a liar's eyes for sure that song will tell you everything you need to know about that band. They just did a really good job. I wish I had been able to see them live, but they were so short-lived, I just never got the chance. Yeah, I've seen the name Versus the Ocean around sometime. It's one of those ones where I think at this time, you got lumped into that whole metalcore, post-hardcore, dueling vocals like category. And if you didn't break out, you were kind of sunk. And I think that's what happened with them. Yeah, I think I agree with that. But... I think they're very talented. I think they deserve a listen. So go ahead, check out Versus the Ocean. See if you like it. Definitely check out Liar's Eyes and just see if it's your style or not. All right, next segment time. Yes, yes, it is time for upcoming albums. So these albums are coming out October 7th. Now we've been talking about these albums for what feels like months now. This is one of those big days. Ty, do you want to start this off? Uh, October 7th, it's Fit for a King for Death Grip. Dance Gavin Dance with Mothership. Devil Wears Prada, Transit Blues. You Can't have wait. Everyone Dies in Utah, they're self-titled. Candiria with While They Were Sleeping. Whoa. Some 41, 13 Voices. Yes. Day Shell with Nexus. Yes. And To the Wind, The Brighter View. Wow. So There's so much to listen to. It's so little time. We might have to split this up into like two weeks <laughs> of reviews. Probably have an episode where it's dedicated to like all October 7 albums. And I think we have uh, Boston Manor. Well, I would hold off because like I mentioned earlier, that album came out on the 30th. So it technically okay. came out last week. Since we didn't have a chance to talk about it, we can probably extend, like maybe we do it with the review of the show that I'm going to, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of stuff coming out, so be prepared for that. We'll figure everything out, but I think you'll enjoy it for sure. Yeah. All right, next segment time. All right, everybody, if you're listening right now, whether it's on iTunes or any sort of streaming device you're on, 
please give us a high rating on iTunes. If you're on anything else, just throw us out there. You can tweet our links. We're totally opening to letting you guys do that. That's totally cool. Tweet us your favorite bands. Tweet us things you want to hear about. We have Instagram. We got Facebook. We have Twitter. We got Gmails. We're all over the place. We're awesome. We're really cool. Or at least I think we are. We talk about really someone cool stuff. You think or you know? Yeah, no. Someone, someone thinks so. That's that's good. Hey, I think so. That matters. That matters. My mom listens to the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if she but did, yeah, tell her say hi. Yes, <laughs> say hi to your mama for me. Isn't that the Mark Wahlberg? Mama thing? Aguilera. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, just hit us up, guys. And I also have a personal Twitter that Ian will put somewhere in the link one of these days. I keep forgetting to ask him. Yeah, I didn't know and you wanted that. Ian, I'm putting okay. you on blast in front of everybody right now. Put the ten- put the damn link on there. You never asked for it. Why would I I know, do it? I never have. I, I don't even put the link for the official one on there. Yeah, I know, but it's like if anyone wants to follow like a certain okay. person or anything, I figured that would be good. Completely keep forgetting, but that's my own little tangent. Anyways, guys, rate us. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will hear from you guys in the next episode. All right. So, Ty, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Keep rating and subscribing to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Keep up with all of us on social media, on our Twitters, Instagrams. And also, be sure to please, 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 please promote the show with the hashtag hater or haters. And just keep um, listening in because you never know what we have coming up. It's the fall season, so everything's starting to blow up in the fall. And we'll have more show reviews, more concert reviews. And also keep up with my blog, which is the Thai Rock City Music blog, which the link will be up. It's tyrockcity.wordpress.com. Keep up with my photography Instagram at, at under, Thai underscore Rock City Photography, where I have a whole bunch of pictures coming up where you never know what shows I may go to and whatever pictures I'll take, but they'll definitely be up. And keep listening, keep subscribing, keep rating. Expect nothing less. Thank you, Ty. And yeah, I think he said it well, and I think Jackson said it well. Just so everyone knows, the Instagram and Twitter for the show is at Ian Hates Podcast. You can email Ian Hates at gmail.com, interact on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and you can hear every single episode as well as download every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies on the site www.ianhates.com. So then also, just as a quick aside, I hope everyone's been enjoying the conversations. We recently had Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King. Obviously, we just mentioned that Death Grip is coming out on October 7th. Hopefully, everyone's enjoying that. Plus, we had a surprise conversation with Jake from Morning in May. That was a really, really fun conversation, so I hope people have had time to check that out because they deserve your time. Really, really fun band, and I'm looking forward to the new music there. And then as an announcement right now, even though we have some more surprises coming up, I know I mentioned it before, Jeremy from the band Landfill will be on the show soon as well. Their new debut EP is coming out on October 14th, and it's called Coward. So make sure you keep your ears open for that. That is a really, really good, angry EP. So make sure to check that out for sure and listen to my conversation I have with Jeremy. Once again, thank you to Jackson and Ty, and I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.